represents awakened spirits of the walls and beyond. He made his way down the narrow and winding staircase. It seemed never-ending. Charlie was beginning to feel dizzy as he reached the front lobby of the apartment block. But he dug his feet into the ground to steady himself. This seemed to bring him around. The foyer was deserted and only the wind blowing in the slightly ajar front doors could be heard. The strong gale outside had blown in some loose leaves that had fallen off the trees. Charlie loved this. It was autumn his favorite time of year. Others had always questioned Charlie on his strange adoration of this season with its early dark nights and cold, stormy weather, but he had no answer for them. That's just the way he was wired. Most people thrived off spring and summer with its life and renewal, where they could sit out with friends and drink cocktails or whatever it is that people do. But Charlie had never been like this. He enjoyed the solitude of the harvest months, when him and his girlfriend Laura could cuddle up on the sofa on wet and windy nights, watch TV and not have to bother with anyone else. He was a man of simple pleasures, and with Laura, he had finally found someone who understood him and liked the things that he did. Unfortunately, theatre was not one of them. And that's where Charlie was on his way now, St. Columns Hall, to review a play for the local paper. It was a convenient job and fitted his needs as it promoted isolation, he could see the play alone, review it at home alone, and still get paid. Perfect. He had tried to convince Laura to go, but she wasn't feeling well. He knew this was probably a lie, but he didn't mind. He just wanted her to be happy. Besides, he'd be back in the apartment in less than two hours, and they could spend another night together, curled up on the sofa. As Charlie made his way down the walls past the Bentley bar, a few youths who were stood outside shouted something at him. He didn't hear it, but he knew it wasn't flattering. He had gotten good at drowning out insults, but he didn't understand why he was always on the receiving end of them. For some reason, he just seemed to rub people the wrong way. Passers-by, work colleagues, even his own family. He felt like no one liked him. But none of that mattered, as he was now in the theater, which always made him feel at ease. It was his safe space, any time he felt alone, he would come here and be transported to another world and just escape for a while. He saw on the program that the lead actor, Billy Curtis, would not be performing. Instead, it would be his understudy. This disappointed Charlie greatly, as he had followed the young thespian's career so far and was eager to see another performance by him. Before Charlie could dwell on this unexpected upset, the lights dimmed and it was time for the show to start. Charlie reclined in his seat, looking forward to being transported to a world. What kind of story would it be? Would it be a romance, a thriller, a coming of age tale? He couldn't wait to find out. But just as he got comfortable and lay his head back, the strangest thing happened. The lights of the auditorium came back on. Was it a fire drill? Charlie checked his watch and to his astonishment, Two hours had passed. The play was over, yet it seemed like it had never happened. Did he fall asleep? Blackout? All he knew was that the crowd were now shuffling out in discussion of a play that flashed before his very eyes. 
The cold October air stung his cheeks as he stepped outside St. Columns Hall. Charlie was still baffled, but he was comforted by the fact that he would soon be home, back to the warmth with Laura. As he came close to their apartment building, he tried to think of any possible explanation. He hadn't wanted to admit it, but these blackouts had happened a few times before. Yet he was afraid to go to the doctors in case he was very sick. He'd rather not know. As he made his way into the apartment and up the long, winding staircase, Charlie sarcastically thought that maybe it was the new actor in the play that had knocked him out, the one covering for the jewel in the local theater's crown, Billy Curtis. Although it was only a joke in Charlie's head, he did genuinely consider it for a moment. Such was Billy's charisma and stage present. He was an absolute spectacle, a master of the art. At such a young age, he had the ability to effortlessly hold one's attention and cast a spell over a whole room. That a complete stranger could do this was astonishing to Charlie. He was both in awe and, if honest, deeply envious of Billy. He had longed all his life to be memorable, to stand out. This was the thoughts that went through Charlie's head as he turned the key in the door of the apartment. He had a huge wave of excitement to see Laura again. She would make it all better, as she always does. And there she was, curled up on the sofa, ready for another night of Netflix. I'm back, Angel, said Charlie. But Laura didn't reply. He was starting to find it hard to sit beside her due to the smell. She didn't look like she once did, but it was still his Laura. He'd only been with her for three weeks, but the decay wouldn't put him off. She was perfect in his eyes. I just have to go to the toilet, but when I come back, we'll cuddle up, Charlie said. Laura again didn't answer. She couldn't, of course. Charlie went to grab air freshener, but didn't remember where it was. The apartment was all very new to him. He'd only visited for the first time three weeks previous. Laura hadn't been expecting him. He checked the cabinet. Nothing. Drawer. Nothing. Under the sink. Nothing. He was miffed, but he thought he would have a final look behind the shower curtain. It would be a strange place to keep it, but he thought, why not? As he pulled the shower curtain back, he was pleased to see it. He reached over, swatting away a few flies as he did. He'd have to do something about them soon. There was now getting a suspicious amount. As he reached across, the pungent stench got a bit much, even for Charlie, and he felt vomit travel quickly up his throat. However, he breathed in deeply and stopped himself from throwing up. He didn't want to embarrass himself in front of Billy. The Billy Curtis. Although Billy's eyes were now much hollower, and his flesh barely clung to his bones. He was still majestic, lying there in that bath. Charlie felt a pang of guilt as this was no way for his hero to be left. But what else was he to do? He'd always admired Billy, even when he'd been his understudy all those years ago. Of course, no one noticed him then either. How different his life could have been if he'd been more like Billy. Being with him so much had made the last three weeks the best of Charlie's life. He'd met his hero. After watching him for all those years and even met his girlfriend, 
and now they were all sharing an apartment. He was their equal. In fact, sometimes he felt more than equal. He felt like Charlie was dead and he was now Billy and that Laura belonged to him. It made him feel so special as he sat down beside her again on the sofa, his prize. He lay his head on her shoulder, which felt weak and squidgy, so he didn't apply too much pressure. This was all he ever wanted. Attention. A normal life. And someone to curl up with on the sofa. He knew this bliss couldn't last forever. They would find out soon. But even when they did, at least they would notice him. Understudy was written by Shan Cohen, performed by Michael Johnston. Original music by Colin Norby. Sound design by Brogan Wakeley. Thank you for listening to Awakened Spirits of the Walls 